for the most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to LA Talk Radio, your real talk station, with 24 hours of commercial-free programming. The Green Room is brought to you today by LegalZoom.com, the leader in self-help legal documents. Be sure to use referral code GREEN to get a discount at checkout. And now, live from Studio City, California, the host of The Green Room, Sean Green! All right, we're doing here live on LA Talk Radio. I'm your host, Sean Green. Welcome, everyone. We got a chock full. It's almost too much show, you know. I've heard other hosts say that, and I thought they were bullshitting, but... You know, now I uh, I empathize well, with them. Well, yeah, obviously they were. They didn't have this much show. They didn't have comedian guest Nicholas Rutherford on the program. Nick, thanks what's, for coming on. What's going on, world? Here I am. Thanks Worldwide interweb. It's very exciting. Yeah, it is. All right, so uh, let's get into it right away. Uh, Nick, how was your uh, how was your Fourth of July? It was a lot of fun. I went down to Hermosa Beach, and it was kind of a disaster parking. But once we got down to it and started drinking, uh, things were good. Nice. Enjoying the South Bay. Yeah, the South Bay was good. We went to this restaurant called uh, uh, Hibachi, which is like a little shitty barbecue grill, you know? And it was a really shitty restaurant, actually. Like, everything was just miserable. This is not a plug for the restaurant. This is, <laughs> wow. Was, I, I should hope not. It was the worst. Yeah, I ate it this experience. real piece of shit. Yeah. It wasn't It wasn't very good. Terrible. Every, across the board. Just bad salads, bad burgers. They told us that, like, somebody ordered a burger medium, and they were like, oh, this, uh, you know, or medium rare, and they're like, this is not pink at all. It's so, hard to fuck up a burger. You cannot fuck up a burger. Well, apparently you up. can down at, what's it called? Hibachi in Hermosa right. Beach. Well, that's part of the show. You know, a lot of shows, they like to give shout-outs for great products or services. Most of the time, I'm usually angry at shitty service, so I use this as a uh, formed event. I went down to uh, San Diego. I stayed at the Hard Rock Hotel, and... uh well, actually, I don't have anything negative to say about the Hard Rock Hotel. It was more the vibe they put out at the pool. I sat down at this pool, and I don't know if you've ever been to the Hard Rock in Vegas, but it's it's almost the same exact vibe here without gambling. Just literally laying out on the pool, tens, you know, just insanely hot chicks, wall to wall. They And then they have, like, a pool, and they have all these, like, beds set up. But, you know, everyone's, like, too cool to actually go swimming in it. Uh, bottle service. Everyone except this guy. I was the only guy within. There were 400 people at this place, and I was the only guy who had free range chest hair. Everyone else either had a shaved chest or very manicured chest hair. I was rocking full chest hair, American flag bandana. It was the 4th of July, and I was loving it. Nice. That made you stand out. You were the king of the pool. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those things. Like, I thought I was peacocking. Like, I don't know if right. you've ever read the game, but. I <laughs> You know, I thought I was going to be peacocking. Did you but, throw out some negs? <laughs> oh, yeah. I Well, if uh, my neg was uh, doing a watermelon into the pool, and uh, <laughs> that really seemed to piss off some of the hot chicks. What's a, wa- what's a watermelon? Or did you actually just throw a watermelon into the pool? No, no. Uh, the watermelon is it's a green family tradition. It's uh, like a cannonball, except you go head first. And, uh, <laughs> you know, being that most of our family is bald, you know, you go bald head. Like a watermelon. Uh, much like a watermelon, yeah. And, oh, my God, the just the insane tools that were there. 
this guy came up to me. There was a DJ there, like this international DJ. A guy came up to me and just started. I was sitting in the hot tub. This Indian dude who I don't want to say he was coked out of his mind, but I'm guessing he was. It was either Red Bull or cocaine. Comes up to me, he's like, oh yeah, man. Oh, you gotta be stoked for this DJ, man. You gotta be stoked for this DJ. This the DJ, he's like the Mick Jagger of Electronica. He <laughs> <laughs> was like the was DJ like, hype guy? No, he was just a guy in the hot tub who was a huge fan. First off, Mick Jagger is Mick Jagger. He doesn't need an analogy to explain who Mick Jagger was. That's the difference. I downloaded some of this guy's music, so... Uh, this was just... Picture me with a... Uh, like a lot of chest hair, just hanging out and just getting ignored by tons of women, and they're just—they're just going crazy. I've never seen this guy is off the hook. I'll fast forward. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. So you can see the analogy very appropriate. That's like the house version of a key change, like in real music. Yeah, exactly. Like the same beat and everything, but. Well, I don't think Mick Jagger needed a hype man who kept yelling, Yo, how you feeling this San Diego? <laughs> Generally, people who went to the Stones concert were feeling it. That's why they were at the fucking concert. <laughs> wow. Uh, what else happened? Oh, my buddy um, slept with a 45-year-old hairdresser. And uh, the interesting part about that was, well, A, he brought her back. It's, it's me, my buddy, uh, my other friend, and his girlfriend. So my other friend and his girlfriend, obviously, they're sharing the one bed. The other double bed was supposed to be shared between me and my other buddy. Uh, you know, it's just dudes on vacation trying to save money. Nothing gay about it. Right. No. But I come home and he's he's making love to this woman in our bed. So then I have to spend the entire night sleeping on the floor. You know, very no. Very I understand. Angry. There, there is nothing gay about that. I went on a, a choir trip in high school, mm-hmm. and we had to share. Like you know, they put four guys in a room, and me and my buddy both jerked off in the same bed. <laughs> But like we thought it was hilarious to both like shoot it on the wall next to the, yeah. the bed. It was it was really a fun time. But there's nothing gay about that. It wasn't no, a there race wasn't. or anything. We took turns, you know. Like I went in the bathroom and I oh okay, so yeah, it wasn't like so you jerked off in the bathroom and then shot it on the wall and then he came no 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 I jerked off in the bed shot shat, shat it on the wall shot it on the wall okay yeah and then we switched oh no nice. I didn't like watch him you know I wasn't yeah. like, I wasn't hyping him up. Yeah, exactly. You gotta see this guy jerk off. <laughs> I went on this uh, gay cruise and slept with this guy, but I mean, it wasn't gay or anything. That's we guy just, stuff. Yeah, we were just fooling around. You didn't, you didn't go all the way, Logan. <laughs> well, I mean, we did, but it wasn't gay. I mean, it was like you know, it was just buddies. It was just dudes. Yeah, oh, sure, sure. I remember. Yeah. I think the gayest thing I've ever seen Logan do was um, we were at a party, and. Uh, we were hanging out, and there was this gay guy, all, you know, hanging out at the party, too. And he was taking a liking to Logan and kind of just like, oh, you, you're so cute. And, you know, Logan's kind of really embarrassed by the attention and kind of taken aback, but he's not going to yell at the guy. He's not going to be like, oh, you stupid homo, get away from me. You know, look at Logan. He's just happy-go-lucky. Smile. Look, he's, he's not, got a... Not a care in the world. Grin, you know, Shit. ear-to-ear smile going right now. He this said, is a funny story. <laughs> Wow, Logan, you paint quite the picture for the audience. This is a funny story. I'll continue with this funny story, as Logan would call it. Pull off the road right now if you're driving. Because <laughs> Strap in laughter. for a funny story. <laughs> the guy, you know, keeps kind of flirting with Logan back and forth. And then I remember him go to Logan. He goes, uh, why don't you go get me a drink? And Logan goes, all right, well, I'm going to get a drink anyway, but... 
I'm going to get you a drink, but that's not me flirting with you, all right? That's me being a nice guy. I want you to know that. And then, No, that was and, a nag. He was yeah, exactly. Nag. He was trying to knock him down a peg. Oh, and then man. as soon as... But I did get him the drink, though. Oh, yeah, of course you did, Logan. You don't want to piss him off. Of course not. Oh, man. And then as he left, the guy was just... The guy was really happy that he got you to get him that drink. And he, he totally thought it was... Uh, he, he thought there was a little more to it, Logan. Oh, I didn't hear that part. I well, didn't know that. I didn't tell you that part. See, that's one way to do it. I was in, in London, like with my family. Me and my brother, like, got a hostel on my birthday night because we're like, we just want to stay somewhere else, not with my parents. And we went to, uh, we were like wandering around during the night, and we found the guys who were sharing the room with us, the hostel, were these, these total dudes. And we're like, hey, you want to come out with us? Like, yeah, sure. So we walked forever and found the only place that we could, within walking distance, with this gay bar. This gay club called Gay. That was it. <laughs> You're hoping it's some European translation yeah, like thing. Gay is, is for you know for straight blowjobs, like heterosexual blowjobs. But no, it's uh, it was just gay. But everybody, like, I was so surprised. These like just Midwestern guys from America were just like we all just completely gated up. We were, the goal was to get some guy to buy us a drink, and as we drank more and more, we got so fucking gay, just like slapping each other in the ass and just like, hey, what's up? <laughs> Just like we really gated up, and I was really proud of those guys for uh, going there. Wow! Happy well, birthday! You, you did a great job as an ambassador to this country, going out there showing our tolerant <laughs> ways. Uh, Bruno S. When in when in Rome. Speaking of gay, the hairdresser, which uh, you know, obviously if you're a guy, is a pretty gay um, profession. She said to me, <laughs> "This is a great line." I, you know, my buddy was obviously trying to hook up with her, and I was just there, kind of playing wingman. You know, I was gonna. You know, try to make some small talk. So I go up to her. I go, "Oh, hey, uh, what do you what do you think I should do with my hair?" Obviously, half kidding because, a, my hair's really short. I'm I'm losing most of my hair. You know, I don't really have a look going as far as my hair is concerned. She looks me dead in the eye without missing beat. She goes, "Sorry, I don't work when I'm off the clock." <laughs> I'm like a I'm like a doctor in that sense. <laughs> no, that's that's complete. First off, that's ludicrous that you wouldn't tell me to just. Oh, hey, just get a haircut. And also, a doctor, like, that's the one profession that would work off the clock. You know, if someone's injured or someone has a heart attack, they would yell out, is there a doctor in the house? Exactly. <laughs> I just loved her, her attitude of, Did like, no. Did you think that quick on the spot? Did you say, like, oh, yeah? Well, a doctor would work off the clock. No, I just, I just laughed. She was really, she was really <laughs> hammered. My buddy just kept buying her $3 tequila shots, which... Is a uh, I, don't, I don't work off the clock. They're not working on the clock. Yeah, you're cutting just, hair. Just gabbing and chatting it up. And I, I uh, and that's an opinion. That's somebody's opinion. Right. Not like a, you don't have to perform surgery. Don't cut my hair right now. Just hey, frost your tips. Right. Exactly. It's a legal <laughs> opinion. Like, hey, does that shirt match those pants? I'm sorry, I can't answer that unless I'm being paid. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't. Yeah, I'm a stylist. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I'm, this is my vacation right Nick's now. Nick's a fashionista. Yeah. I'm going to spend more effort to tell you that I'm not going to answer that question than what actually answering the question. Would be. I know exactly. That sentence in and of itself was maybe two. It was a. It was a long. It was a long sentence where she could have just said, "I keep it short." Exactly. <laughs> try try pomade. That's two words. Just lie to me. Grow it out. See what happens. How about this? Rat tail. Looks great as is. Exactly. <laughs> Just be a fucking human being and be friendly. Exactly. I was th- I was talking to my buddy today. We went to uh, California Pizza Kitchen. And God it. damn it. California Pizza Kitchen is good, but I don't know. They must have just had a meeting with the manager, but the guy tried to upsell us on everything the entire <laughs> time. Hi, how's it going? Hey, can I get you started on some iced teas or lemonades? 
Uh, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm just here for the pizza. And then he, <laughs> you know, and then after the meal, he he sets a dessert menu like right in your face. So did we uh, decide on what dessert? Oh no, 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 you won't be having dessert. Oh okay. You know, super disappointed. <laughs> I was telling to my buddy, if I was like really trying to hustle for tips, my thing every time I would just go up to people, be, whatever they ordered, I'd just go, oh, excellent choice. Excellent. Yeah. And excellent choice for you. Just because, A, the expectation is such that, like, oh, wow, I made a great choice. This is going to be awesome. Oh, that guy was really supporting oh, me. Wow, I'm going to yeah. tip. Oh, man. I, I know the ins and outs. One thing about CPK that bothers me, it's supposed to be like a fancy, nice restaurant to some extent, you know? I guess that's yeah. For my they try my they they get this weird hybrid of we'll charge you restaurant prices, but it's still a chain. It is a chain, and like the the big the big deal at the beginning of the meal is like a quarter loaf of Wonder Bread and a bunch of butter packets. Yeah, they don't do that at this one. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's like just sliced bread and butter in in little like cups. Like, I haven't been there in so long. Not even it's cold. It literally is out <laughs> of like the fridge. Oh, that's as awful. if that's the one thing you need at CPK is more carbs. <laughs> exactly. Not that I'm. Let me load up before chomping on this crust. The other great line that I heard at this at the uh, bar we were at, where my buddy ended up picking up the hairdresser. We walk in and there's a um, black bouncer that looks at my buddy, who's uh, not black, obviously. And uh, obviously, you don't <laughs> wait. Why would you? Just, why? <laughs> it, was a, it was a it was a joke about me being racist. Um, we walk in. And he goes, yo, man, I don't mean to be gay, but them some black man lips you got on him. Like, he said that to my buddy, that he had uh, huge black lips. So, Who wow. was his first name? I who guess. was his or first who, name? The buddy? Yeah, who was the buddy? Oh, Chris, the guy who was on the show last week. Oh. Yeah, he has big <laughs> lips. But it's just weird also that the, the guy, the black guy points out that my buddy has black guy lips, but then also has to point out that he's not gay because right. of it. <laughs> Like, he was that worried, like, well, yo, what are you looking... Like, my bu- yeah. friend's going to be like, what are you looking at my lips for? Was the name of the bar gay? No, it wasn't. Oh, okay. No, that would have been uh, quite ironic. Does Chris have big lips? Yeah, he does. Okay. And now now I feel comfortable talking to him about it. Not that <laughs> he ever... Not I that he notice his lips, personally. I, mean, I don't look at that, but... Whatever. Yeah, you're not gay, Logan, right? Yeah. All right, well, guys, we're on LA Talk Radio. Biggest story right now in Los Angeles, of course, is the Michael Jackson Memorial, or was the Michael Jackson Memorial. And, um, wow, where to start? All right, first off, Magic Johnson, a um, wordsmith. Um, how, how most people describe him, very eloquent, great public speakers, as you can tell by his short-lived Magic Hour. He uh, went up to the stage and had, some, had a few anecdotes to share about Michael Jackson. I truly believe that Michael made me a better point guard. And- All right, first off, Michael made him a better point guard. No, obviously I'm taking it out of context to make him look like more of an asshole, but come on. Say, say he inspired you via dance, but a better point guard? There was, oh my God. Basketball player, as I watched him be so great. Oh, so that's how easy it is to inspire Magic Johnson. He just sees other great stuff, and that makes him great at basketball. Why did not seeing great late-night television program having the same effect on Magic Johnson? There's a reason they call him Magic. And be the greatest entertainer ever. From there, Michael called me one day and said, I want to talk to you about being in a video, Remember the Time. But I had to double check with Jackie to make sure it was really Michael, because... Who else is asking him to be in the video, remember the time? (laughs) 
People pull that, that prank on him all the time. That, that takes quite the prankster to find out the pre-production schedule of Michael Jackson's video. Find Magic Johnson's phone number, <laughs> then call him up. I, I just hate that Magic Johnson acts like he's not a giant celebrity, especially at the time. Like, whoa, why is another entertainer wanting to contact me? I was scared to death to go over to his house because this was my idol. He was... Yeah, you and everyone else. Uh, ...everything to me. So I went over to his house to have dinner. The chef came out and said, what would you like? I said, some grilled chicken. So as we begin... See the, I don't know if you could hear in the very background, but just the fact that he ordered grilled chicken is getting laughs in the audience. Like, <laughs> can you imagine being that famous that people just laugh at everything? Oh, grilled chicken, yeah. He eats, he eats food like we do. Yeah, what a great anecdote. To talk about the video and what he wanted me to do. <laughs> the chef bought me out the grilled chicken, but he bought Michael out a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Wow, uproar. Relax, Nick. Nick's, Nick's about to bust his gut laughing from that anecdote. And I went crazy like, wait a minute, Michael, you eat Kentucky Fried Chicken? I love how this is the only relatable anecdote Magic Johnson had about he ate fried chicken once. He's dead now. <laughs> that was the only non Magic Johnson has AIDS. He's still alive. Grilled chicken. Yeah, yeah I know. KFC's probably, KFC's probably pissed Very off like... We told you to plug the KFC grilled chicken, not the KFC fried chicken. God damn it, Magic. That made my day. That was the greatest moment of my life. All right, the greatest moment of your life. <laughs> I hope to God you're being facetious because somewhere out there there's a doctor that said, I cured your AIDS! And you cured your AIDS! And the, the fried chicken that Magic... That, Michael Jackson ate was better? Are you fucking kidding me? Wait, Doc, did I tell you that story about the, the fried chicken? <laughs> Listen, you're completely fine now. <laughs> no, but I swear to God, a bucket came out. It was an entire bucket. A chef brought out Michael Jackson a bucket here's, of chicken. Here's the twist. I ordered grilled chicken. <laughs> <laughs> we had such a good time. Sitting on the floor, eating that bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> wow, he weaves a story. We ate... Oh, man, I need a conclusion to that anecdote. What happens when they got the fried chicken? Logan, what'd you think they do next? First of all, he didn't waste the grilled chicken, did he? I don't know. I'm assuming yeah, he did. what happened to the grilled chicken? He That's probably so threw cool. it out to the dogs or, I don't know, monkeys, whatever. Monkeys. Whatever kind of crazy-ass animals money. he had. And I want to say... This, this is a celebration of his life. All right, then it gets touching and whatever. We don't. It's less. It's harder to make fun of the rest. Boring. Of the clip. But you, you heard that and you're thinking, Sean, that's got to be the most hilarious tribute to Michael Jackson that happened in the memorial. Take the words out of my mouth. Yeah, so <laughs> that's a that's a great way for a radio host to operate. Just say what other people want to say, but say it himself. I could just bring a headshot next time and tape it uh, to the chair. All right, yeah. we can we can just play some of your YouTube clips. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> no, that by far was not the most hilarious Michael Jackson tribute. Uh, this one is by the great. Well, he's known as a, a Los Angeles Laker right now. Just signed with the Lakers. He's really known for his professional basketball, but. Like Magic, he does have other talents in the entertainment world. This is a, um, a touching ballad by one Ron Artest. Yo, yo. On some real shit. Michael, Michael, you my nigga. 
Yo. I know a thug to cry for you, my dude. Ain't no harm, be singer really ever makes me cry. Makes me wanna meet you, touch your hand. Makes me want to meet you. Makes me want to touch your hand. Um, guys, if anyone out there ever, if I die early or if I, have a, if I become famous and die, please include the N-word in my tribute ballad. Please. <laughs> please. And I'm Michael, 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 you my nigga. <laughs> in the chorus as well. Logan, sing along. I love how he refers to Michael Jackson as uh, he's my nigga, and then also referring to the audience, nigga, you know you miss him. It's like the producer just discovered the uh, echo effect in the production booth. <laughs> like, wow, we can just have you say something and then kind of repeat it again. Oh, it'll sound really awesome. Well, check this button out right here. This is awesome. Now, come on, are you, are you even trying to hold the tune melodically? Like, I understand some rap turns into just talking over stuff, but Jesus Christ, this said some sort of record. Fuck anybody hating, they can go to hell. Jesus Wow. So, I don't know. What do you think? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to place a bet that they have never actually met. Oh, I don't think so. No, I, I, I don't think so at all. He was that influential. And in Well, you know what he did for Magic Johnson's basketball career. Right, exactly. He opened so, up a lot of doors for African-Americans. He changed basketball forever. Yeah, exactly. He, really <laughs> he had no idea what he was doing. Larry Bird, on the other hand, not a huge Michael Jackson fan because of what an amazing player it made Magic Johnson. Alright, we'll end on that. Get off my <laughs> get off my N words back. That's that's touching. Yeah. You know, when when people say, Oh, you know, we took back the N word, we we use it as an empowering tool. I didn't believe them until I heard that song. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Ron. Very touching. For putting it in perspective like that. Very touching. All right, uh, I'm going to do a quick commercial read. And, oh, man, we got a ton more coming up. So uh, stay tuned through the commercial. <laughs> Logan, what's Whoa. going on, buddy? Hey. Hey, up? Logan, we're talking about uh, LegalZoom.com today. Oh, that's my favorite subject to talk about. Yeah. I got some uh, NFL music to pump us up. Because I'm pumped up about LegalZoom.com. That's right, LegalZoom.com. You're going to save up to 85% from a lawyer. That's right, 85%. Trademarks, copyrights, patents, whatever you need. Let's say you, maybe you're the next Michael. Maybe you're going to go out and inspire basketball legends like Ron Artest <laughs> and Magic Johnson. Maybe you're going to do it, Logan. Maybe you have a great name for your 
for your singing group. Maybe you have a great product. Well, I gotta copyright that music. Right. And what if your rapper name? What's your rapper name, <laughs> What's Logan? What's my rapper name? Isn't it LSAC or something? Uh, LSAC? I was thinking... No, Flojack? Flogan. Flogan, that's yeah. right. Flogan. Flogan, you should be trademarking that right now. You got hot rhymes. You know how to spit. Well, Don't let someone steal your name. Believe it or not, I've actually already trademarked that through LegalZoom. Really? It's fast and easy and cheap. Oh, wow. That's amazing. And yeah. did you get any sort of extra savings? Yes. I used the Green Room special discount by entering green as the referral code. All right. Upon well, ch- Upon checkout. We got corporations. They're just $1.39. Oh, no, wait. $139. That would be crazy. <laughs> legal Zoom's not crazy. They're great, competent, legal service assisters. They're not a law firm. They provide self-help services at your specific direction. That's right. Corporation, just $139. Copyright, just $104. Trademark, just $169. Plus, obviously, the government fee. LegalZoom.com. Make sure you check it out and let your buddy Sean Green... Save you some green by entering green on the checkout. All right. Well, we're back to the live programming. Thank you, everyone, for staying with us. Uh, L.A. Talk Radio. We got Nick Rutherford in studio. Hello. All right. Um, also, to preview what's coming up, we have a, um, a stress expert, Anthony D. Parnell, calling into the program, uh, 840. I don't really know what qualifies him as a stress expert. He just had a website that he... I think it's the middle initial. Yeah, exactly. He said he cited himself as Anthony D. Parnell, CEO of I've Stress Management. I've met a lot of stress therapists. There's actually a whole bunch of them over at Cheetahs on Sunset. <laughs> well, yeah, they're that's... All, they're all over the place, actually. Um, yeah, because I have a lot of stress management techniques, um, which I don't know if he'll agree with necessarily. It's it's probably... He's probably not a fan of just uh, drink a lot of whiskey as a as method of stress management. Or what if he was? That yeah, was <laughs> that's what he prescribed. Get yourself some Jim Beam. Just partying down. That's uh, that's what I recommend. Drink to forget. Well, I say laughter is the best medicine, and I was on the internet, and I don't know if I've laughed this hard. Well, actually, that first segment I was laughing pretty hard, but this, this really, this this will cure what ails you guys. Listen to this clip. It's uh, from a uh, animal show on Discovery Channel. Um, I don't think it needs much more setting up. Basically, a woman's dog has bit this guy to park, and he's kind of confronting her. So just set that up. I love that. It's not my fault. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I love that with the Ricky Ricardo trill. Yeah. The dog has some serious aggression problems. And just because a dog is small doesn't mean that it can't hurt. For many days I didn't bring him here because I suffer when he bites me. Right in my vagina. That's right. <laughs> that's right, folks. Oh my it gets, god. Well, I mean, that's pretty much it, but it, she goes on. And I'm walking, and he sees all the dog, he right away, he jump on my vagina because he gets so crazy, and he doesn't know who I am. He forgets everything. I love how she points that out. He doesn't know who I am. Does that, is that relevant? He's biting vaginas. It doesn't matter if he knows who you are or not. I trained him to do that. He bites the Labrador on his penis. 
He also bites Labradors in their penis. I don't want him to bite my Labrador in the penis. My Labrador is a baby. It's beautiful. <laughs> I love how she has to clarify. I'm not training him to bite Labrador penis. He just bite the Labrador penis because he know he don't know who Labrador is. He bite my he jump on my vagina. He bite it. Uh, what's the uh, law enforcement in this area? It would be Van Nuys LAPD. Van Nuys LAPD. Yeah, I would definitely file a report. Look at in my vagina two times. <laughs> <laughs> two times in my vagina. That seems in like a vagina. prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah All right, what am I getting? What am I getting here? Vagina like it's okay, the two times. <laughs> you get two times in vagina and Labrador penis, and then they bite it. But his teeth are very small, and, and, and they don't damage very much. They just, they pinch. Unfortunately, she says the dog bites her in the crotch. I love how the guy doesn't want yeah, to repeat. If you saw this woman, you would realize why he didn't want to address her vagina. He, uh, he's, She says it bites her in her crotch. It, you heard vagina, dude. <laughs> can, I just, can I just take a wild guess here? Is this woman obese? Yes, Logan. Okay. Yes. Is her vagina hanging low? Um, I didn't get to see that. They didn't. They didn't go that. They didn't uh, pan down. No, it didn't get that intense on the Discovery Channel. But she was in a minivan, and the dog, <laughs> the the window was cracked a bit, and the dog was trying to get out. And um, it was her dog, and it just when it gets upset or excited, it bites her in the vagina or bites Labrador dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess it has some sort of oral fixation. I'm not sure. And I think that that's based on where it was going, that that was what it was going to do to me. Part of the reason why her dog is such a hysterical dog is because of the way that she acts. Your dogs mirror your behavior. <laughs> I got to end it on that. Your dogs mirror your behavior. So I guess she was out of control, biting some Labrador penis, perhaps her, perhaps her own vagina. Man, that's, that's what's great about technology, really. Because Wait a second. <laughs> All right, explain. No, I'm just saying, years ago, we would have never found out about that. Ten years ago, if there was a... If, if some, some obscure dog, show on... Yeah. Yeah. First off, it probably wouldn't have even been on the air because we didn't have all this need to fill all these crazy amount of channels. But now, now because of technology, there's just such a, a gap to fill media that, you know... That we're able to record so much reality going around in our world that we pick up these insane gems like a like dogs biting women's vagina. I think it's a tribute to God's design of of little dogs. <laughs> yeah, it's like their the their payback. Exactly the hunger that he puts inside them. Oh man, that was amazing. All right, well, let's see. All right, we'll get to this too. Um, well, we have another, uh, I know we were talking about the stress management guy, but we actually have another quick interview um, that I'm going to get to right now. We were talking about the internet. We obviously, uh, we broadcast on the internet. And um, actually, as crazy as it sounds, guys, I was able to get the internet on the line for an interview. This is a one-on-one -on -one interview with the internet. Well, no way. Yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, internet. Wow. I, uh, I know you're very... Very busy, especially with this Michael Jackson funeral. But uh, thanks for thanks for coming on the show. I wish I could say it was a pleasure, but let us be honest: this show of yours is a real piece of shit. Nambla's newsletter has more subscribers than your so-called radio show. What the fuck? Oh wow! I mean, that, that seems kind of cruel, Internet. I mean, uh, I'm just doing my best on the show. Christ, man! Don't be such a pussy. 
I was just busting shots. Oh. <laughs> I like the internet. Yeah, well, got a good sense of yeah. Thanks. I mean, there's so many questions I, I want to ask you. I mean, this is a rare opportunity that you, you know, you have so much information. I mean, I, I'm just so curious. Like, uh, I don't know. I, I know Logan uses the internet a lot at the library. What is he, what is he looking at when he goes to the library? Hold on. Just a minute. I will look that information up. Analyzing Logan Lestico's Google searches computing. 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 Holy shit. I've never seen so much gay pornography. I mean not that there is anything wrong with it, but seriously, this is really hardcore. Dude, you may have a problem. Wow, that... Logan, I guess we... I guess... Well, I don't mind at the library. Wait, so the internet's a little homophobic? Yeah, well, he said, you know, he doesn't mind. He's just, you know... He's yeah, but just, that's what homophobic people say. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not... It's not a problem. That is a cop-out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Also, the internet has an opinion and, it, and like, a, an attitude about certain oh, things. Oh, yeah. It's quite the smarmy fellow, I guess. But uh, that's good to know, internet. Uh, I knew it. What about our other guest studio, uh, Nick Rutherford? Hold on just a minute. I will look that information up. Don't look that up. Analyzing internet. Nicholas Rutherford's don't, information into don't Google. Don't do it. Stop. Computing. Computing. Escape. Escape. Computing. Turns out this guy totally boned a honey Dumillon. Say what you want about Logan's lifestyle, but at least he's into humans. <laughs> wow, man, the internet. You're really, really going on the offensive with all this attitude. You, you have anything positive to say about us? Yes. I'm positive that this is a boring sausage fest. There are some hot babes that need me over on you jizz. Catch you later, fags. Goodbye. 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 Wow. Jeez. Goodbyes. <laughs> wow, what a crazy interview, guys. Don't book that guy again. <laughs> <laughs> the, the internet really had an attitude problem. <clears throat> he he uses you jizz as well? That's Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I haven't heard of that. Uh, well, you know, maybe it's worth checking out. I don't know. Logan's writing this down right now. <laughs> That's one thing Logan learned from uh, from that bit of interview. Well, uh, Nick, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, yeah, thank you, guys. Nice so let's just, let's get into it a little bit with you, Nick. Uh, how'd you get? <laughs> I thought that was a goodbye for a second. <laughs> oh no, no, no! That's just not the, just the beginning. That's not me. Uh, that's not me walking you off the show there. Um, so first off, how'd you get started in comedy? Oh man, I don't know. I guess uh, doing stand-up specifically, I did. Uh, I, I took like a solo performance class in college mm -hmm. which is probably like the faggiest thing you could ever do you solo know? performance class i mean think of any of the like the dumb solo shows where it's like some guy oh like a one-man one -man show? show exactly pretending that they're their father yelling at them <laughs> and then pretending that they're themselves as a younger age crying and then turning the audience and explaining how that felt so i took that class and kind of made it as fun as i could i um real quick i uh there's a stand-up comic uh eric edwards who he has a one-man show where it's about him. He lost, like, 300 pounds, and it's all the story about him losing all this weight and stuff. And I went in there with, like, a real cynical approach. I ended up crying halfway through the really? show. Yes. So I was touched by the one-man performance. It can be a very powerful medium. Right, yeah. exactly. It's it's like stand-up except more theatrical, right? Right, right. You don't have to get a laugh, you know, a few times a minute or whatever the industry standard is. LPMs. So, so you started doing that, and then... Um, started doing that, and then I was just telling stories on stage, and I was like, yeah, I always wanted to do stand-up. I had, like, this dream of being the youngest stand-up comedian ever when I was really young, when I was... And, I was, and then I remember I read some article in my local newspaper about, like, 14-year-old, you know, Thomas Tamson performed stand-up, and I was, like, 15 at the time, and I was like, fuck. Yeah, it just crushed that the dream. That dream went out the window. 
Well, yeah. that's all right. But now what you're doing? You're uh, doing good neighbor sketches, right? You're yeah, doing, doing sketch group. with good neighbor. That's going well. We do a lot of videos online and stuff. And uh, yeah, I got I got hooked. I got hooked. Nice. Yeah. So wait, was the internet wrong or right about that uh, revelation of you hooking up with a honeydew melon? Uh, interestingly enough, yes. That's uh, I don't know how we knew about that. I put it in a personal blog. Oh, okay. It's private unless I send you my email address. Oh, all right. So, but I guess he knows everything. Yeah. yeah, he does. So he must have stumbled upon it. Well, this is interesting because I love talk radio. Like I'm right. not a music guy at all. Yeah. Like not at all. And uh, <clears throat> I always listen to talk radio in the car. And then now that the, all these talk channels have gone empty, I just listen to podcasts, and this is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so one day I was driving home from school. And somebody was like, hey, you got to take a honeydew melon and pop it in the microwave for uh, for 20 seconds. And then you cut a hole in it and you fuck it. And, it, and I was like, oh, all right. This is a very experimental time in my life. I was 25 at the time. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> still, still, it's never too young to experiment. No, not never at all. Too old. You got to keep your the, – the Japanese say keep your brain working, try new food all the time. And this is what I was doing. Anyway, so uh, I popped in the microwave, uh, <laughs> cut a hole in it, and then like – Took it out and it was still kind of cold to the touch, and so I popped the microwave again and did this number of times. And it was so cold every time. First of all, I cut the hole like how I thought it would be, and then I put my dick in it, and it was way too big. The hole was way. T- I was very ambitious. I could. You, the idea is you got to get suction. You know, mm-hmm. it's got to be like a woman's, yeah. It's got to be tight, like a woman, like an empty like melon. a woman's vagine. Yeah, exactly. So that didn't work uh, at first before I microwaved. So I had to tape over that hole with like packing tape that my mom had because she's really into eBay. So she had we had plenty of clear. Great story packing for tape. your parents. Yeah, I don't hope they don't listen to this. Mom, your small business is helpful. Thank you, mom. <laughs> and then I then I cut another smaller, more realistic hole. I should say, an average like a slightly above average size hole. Right. Exactly. Yeah, right. And uh, popped the microwave a bunch of times. Cold, cold, cold. Finally took it out. It felt warm, like human flesh. Uh, set the DVD up. You know, this is back in the DVD days. You know, I didn't have an internet connection. To, right, I had exactly. an internet connection, but it took forever. Uh, put my dick in, and it was like fucking the center of the sun. <laughs> was, they, microwaves cooked from the inside out. So yeah, it was exactly. Like molten melon. Oh, my God. oh my God! It was. So I took 15 minutes to let it cool down. Went at it again, and then it was just the weirdest. <laughs> this is this is just such a guy moment. Like, if a woman ever was perverted enough to ever try that, after she got that would scarred by the, the molten watermelon, she would never touch that again. She'd throw it off and never do it again. Uh, Nick or any other guy is just like, all right, I'll give it 15 minutes. Yeah, no, minutes. guys, you get an idea in your head, and you're like, I'm going to go. Like, this has yeah. to be completed. It's a task. You can right. complete a task. And so uh, finally it cooled down. I was just fucking this can honeydew. Uh, while watching the the porno, and it was the weirdest thing because on the opposite end is my first initial giant hole <laughs> with, with clear packing tape. So it was kind of like fucking like watching this little spaceship with my, oh, wow. with my penis as the pilot, you know, because it would poke up against the against the clear tape, and it was like, oh hey, there he is. Oh, and it's just like adhesive and like watermelon juice yeah. mixing oh, together. Yeah, seeds are dripping down my leg, oh. and juice is squirting everywhere. And then oh. I finished, and then like tossed. <laughs> The melon over my back wall, and I still hope to this day that there's like a, a, a Rutherford melon tree hybrid yeah, growing. Some some poor animal stumbled upon your jizzed out honeydew melon. No, I hope that it created like a new plant. That's oh yeah, maybe you like, maybe like, some sort of hybrid grows like you know really <laughs> handsome guys. Exactly. Well, you are you're a uh, you're a handsome guy. Uh, you're getting you're getting commercials. You're in a right guard uh, national commercial. I've seen yeah. you on that. Now, all right, you got uh, you got the right guard commercials, you, you know, popular stand up around town. You got the 
popular uh, good neighbor skit blown up or skits I'm sorry blown up on the internet does that make any any easier for girls like do you have any trouble approaching girls does that does that give you a certain je ne sais quoi does that give you the confidence to seal the deal more well I have a girlfriend and she may be listening so oh okay I, you know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely a, a confidence that goes along with with, with that. Uh, when you're fucking top of your game, like myself, right? Exactly. When uh, you get worldwide attention and anything <laughs> you say, I could talk about grilled chicken and people would just <laughs> jump to their feet, bust out laughing. Yeah, they love it. Oh uh, uh, no, yeah, it's uh, obviously you know, life, life. Life is good. Things for, things are good right now, Logan. Good. How are they? How are they doing for you, Logan? I saw your. Uh, doing great. <laughs> I saw your, um, I saw you tweeted something today. Yeah. I don't know if anyone follows Logan Leistakow on Twitter. Logan, what was your uh, tweet today? It seemed a little bitter. Um, I actually thought of it a while ago, so I'm not bitter today. I'm having a good okay. day, but uh, right. yeah, there's plenty of fish in the sea, but that shit is polluted with unhealthy amounts of slut. <laughs> okay. So you can see why I saw that was bitter. All right, well, guys, uh, <laughs> looks like uh, we got a caller here. I think it's the stress management guy. Caller, welcome uh, to the green room. Hello, this is Anthony Parnell. Hello, Anthony. How's it going? Doing pretty good. How you doing? Doing great, man. A little stressed, though. Seeing if you can help me out. <laughs> You're stressed? Is that what you said? Oh, yeah. I'm a stressed out guy. Oh, okay. Who isn't stressed, Anthony? Come on. It's a perfect business you created over there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a breath counselor. Oh, really? Yes. That's uh. That's There's my, an echo in the background with your uh, call. Yeah, are you on a? Are you on a cell phone? I'm on a landline. I got off my cell. I'm on a landline. Hmm. Uh, is that better? Yeah, it's a little better. All right. Um. Well, thanks. Thanks for calling in. Uh, really appreciate it. So let's get to it. How do we relieve our stress? Because right now, I relieve my stress. Uh, drinking whiskey, masturbating. I feel like these, I feel like these aren't the most healthy tips. Can you give us some some healthy ways to uh, to relieve our stress? Well, you know, the first thing is you have to be honest with yourself. A lot of people honestly, I love whiskey. Add to their stress because they're not honest with themselves about really how they're feeling and how they want to actually respond to different situations. So, number one, you've got to be willing to be honest. For one, saying I am stressed. I am angry, I am frustrated, this is what I want to do, then you can start focusing on solutions. But a lot of people get in trouble okay. because they deny. Anthony, you sound, like a, you sound like a guy who charges by the hour. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> For, let's, let's just slow everything down. Well, I do flat right rates also sometimes, you know, but by the hour definitely is good. So you're a guy, um, you're, you, you have a second gig, so that is a stress, stress counseling not your full-time job? No, no. no. Other one, he's a, he's a I'm jack a trained hammers. mental health therapist. So I used to do therapy all the time, so that's why I learned a lot of stuff. But I'm also a business consultant, so okay. that's really the focus so of does, what I do. Does that stress you out that you haven't uh, totally made it as a uh, stress counselor? Uh, no, no. It just makes me be put more on the spot, like you're putting me on the spot right now. Are you, you being know, honest you with yourself, to be able to Anthony? The things you say. Okay. <laughs> so, all right, I'm honest with myself. Like right now, I'm stressed out. I'm kind of tense. You know, just performing and stuff like that because you want to you want to do well, you want to succeed. I kind of, you know, you end up kind of stressing yourself out. You have high expectations. What are some easy ways to kind of just relax? Well, one of the biggest things is five minutes a day is the primary concept that I teach. People try and do too much too soon. So if you just try and have silence, turn off the music, 
or, or cut on a great song that puts you in a good positive mood, close your eyes, not answer the phone, and just try and deep breathe or possibly even write for five minutes a day. But it has to be consistent. If you do that and find that five minutes a day, it's going to help you feel different and feel better. But you got to practice that. And that's where a lot of people get in trouble. They they don't want to create a lifestyle. You know, people get stressed and do things, and they go right back to the same habit. So this is something you can create as a part of your lifestyle. Five minutes a day of quiet, silence. Have the phone off. Have the TV off. So five minutes so that's of like something I know you can do right now. Five minutes of just like well, we can't do it right now. It's a really <laughs> yeah, so well, you know, really once bad, you really. get off air, you know, you can start with five minutes. You know, five minutes. There's of just a lot like of tweeting. noise that's going on in people's minds. They're processing too much stuff, and when you get silent, that gets you to quit thinking about so much stuff, which adds a lot of stress. So do you have any? Um, do you have any like super success stories? Like, what's your, what would you say is your client or, or person that, or just any any anecdote that you had that was like, I talked to this guy, he was, he was about to, you know, drive himself into a building. That's not a great example, but he was really stressed out of his mind. You, by talking to him, you really helped him out. Yeah, well, w- w- one example I have is a a wife whose husband uh, left her, and she has three kids. And uh, she just fell apart, and she didn't know what to do. And me telling her, number one, you got to just be honest about how you feel and how she felt. She wanted to kill him, right? Uh, then I said, you got to just focus on taking things one day at a time. Find that five minutes a day, and just focus on what you do have control over. So she was able to start practicing some of that. Got my seven laws of stress management book. Start using it each day. And now she's gotten over a lot of the anger of her husband leaving. She's able to have some more order in her life. So that's one of the best stories that I can think about. Because she really was going to, you know, be real evil towards the dad. Okay, so Take you... Take him to court for all these crazy things, you know. So you, your your approach generally is A, acceptance, to be honest with yourself, and then, you know, uh, B, create some time for yourself to be quiet and do some writing. Also, was that your ex-wife? <laughs> No, no, not relax, relax, honey. We don't need to go to court over this. Relax. Look, I'm certified. I'm certified here. Oh man, I'm really stressed out. I think I want to fight over the alimony. Are you being honest? I don't deserve that plasma screen. No, Look. no, I've been divorced, but that wasn't my wife. <laughs> That's really someone else. Did you try to? Did you ever try to do use your de-stressing techniques on your wife? Man, I tried to use it on myself. I was going crazy <laughs> when I was married. <laughs> so, is your well, I got divorced. <laughs> well, that's a, that seems like a good way to get de-stressed. Not be oh married. man, I got it off my back. <laughs> that's step two. First of all, be honest. Step two, get a divorce. DTB. That's a little uh, Tom like a shout out. All right, so Anthony, uh, yeah, so okay, accept it. Be honest. Um, now you said writing. What do you think writing does for you? Well, you know, I really associate it with like a big calculus problem. We think of calculus, we picture that long chalkboard equation. A person oh, most calculus. times cannot process a full math problem all in their head. they got to break it down in pieces. So our life gets like that. It gets cluttered in our mind, and we're trying to figure things out in our head. When you put it on paper, you can break it down like a calculus problem and deal with like what that. piece of it you can deal yeah, with. that's really today. good. I like that. It helps streamline the approach. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what adds stress when you try and do too much at one time and not accept your own limitations. And as humans, we can only do do so much. In a day, you can only do so much, you know? So, so by writing, you constantly get it out. You're not building up negative energy. 
and it allows you to look at the different pieces of your life and prioritize what you can deal with and what you can do today. So even with setting goals, we can have 10, 15 goals, but what are your prioritized goals? Okay, these are my top three, or this is the primary goal I'm focused on today. I really don't feel good about my weight, so right now I need to start going to the gym three days a week. That's goal number one. Then second week you add another goal. You know? All right. How much so pizza, how much really pizza can you eat and still what be about, unstressed? Yeah, what about comfort foods like um, yeah. like pizza or um, you know getting high, stuff like that? What's your take on that as far as reducing stress? Well, I, I, but believe it or not, to be a stress management expert, I'm actually pretty open. I mean, I don't go around just trying to tell people yeah. what they do. So does that mean you write prescriptions? Actually, different things actually work for certain people. You know, a whole lot of sex for certain people, man, that keeps them from shooting someone. Some hey, man, now you're speaking to weed, me. They don't go strangle someone. So uh, keep smoking the weed is, you know, how I feel. Okay, that's the best stress management <laughs> advice I've yeah. ever heard in my life. Now, All right, Anthony. If the weed makes you steal and rob, now that's another thing. But if it keeps you quiet at home, then hey, Keep the weed. What if stealing and robbing makes you less stressed? (laughs) Exactly. All right. Well, uh, thanks, Anthony. we got to cut you loose here. we got to wrap it up, but I appreciate your time. You want to give out your website? Oh, thank you very much. You can go to uh, www.anthonyparnell, P as in Paul, A-R-N as in Nancy, E-2-L's.com. All right. Check him out, anthonyparnell.com. All right. Thank you very much. Later, Anthony. All right, Anthony. Man, wow, I really turned him on that weed issue. Yeah, I thought he'd. I thought he'd have some like stuck up perspective, like, "Hey, man, you know that's just gonna make you more tense. That's just gonna, you know, that's a mask that you wear to hide your stress. Yeah, you're just running from your stress. That's not gonna help you organize your brain. Oh wait, you didn't let me finish. Blaze up, everybody! <laughs> Yo, can get a card. Now, unless it makes you happy, then go for it, man. All right, he was a real downer about that robbing places thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I um I wish you had more time to get into the uh, ex-wife. I feel like there was a gold mine there. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of gold mines, this mine has been mined. Thank you, everyone, for coming out on the show. Thank you, Logan Lysakow. Check him out at Logan Lysakow Twitter. Nick, uh, where can people find you at? Um, they can go to uh, goodneighborstuff.com. All right. Yeah. Very funny guys. You can see them around town, UCB. All right, uh, every Thursday, 8 o'clock, L.A. Talk Radio. That's it for the program. Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Don't forget to subscribe to The Green Room on iTunes, and make sure to check out LegalZoom.com for all your self-help legal needs. Referral code GREEN for The Green Room discount. You should have seen she was really naive. Nice to come.